0: Today, we're going to be finding out a bit more about what is whole genome sequencing. I'll be speaking to Greg Elgar, who is the Director of Sequencing in Research and Development here at Genomics England. So Greg, we've spoken about a genome before, but what is a whole genome and what can it tell us?
1: So a whole genome is all of the DNA in one of our cells. So it's the end-to-end sequence of the DNA in chromosomes, and it's different to what we have often done as scientists before, in that we often sequence little bits of the genome. So we often sequence just a single gene, for example. But at Genomics England, we like to sequence our entire genome, so we have all the information in one of our cells.
0: Whenever you say sequence, what do you mean by that?
1: So sequence is literally reading along the different bases in the genome. So there are four different bases, G, A, T, and C. And it's the order of those bases that define what that DNA will code for. And we can literally read from one end of a chromosome to the other and get the whole string of bases. If we put all the chromosomes together, we end up with about 3,000 million bases of information.
0: And whenever we read these bases, what did they tell us?
1: It's very complicated to read the sequence of a genome. And the reason for that is because it's a very simple code and because there's an awful lot of it. And so we read it by comparing it with a reference. So many years ago, in the very, very early 2000s, a reference genome was generated from a small group of individuals. And that reference genome is held in a database. And when we sequence anybody's genome, we then compare the sequence of that genome with the sequence of the reference. And that allows us to identify differences between the genomes and it also allows us to identify that those bits that are exactly the same.
0: You said that whole genome sequencing is what we're doing now at Genomics England, but what did we do previously?
1: So sequencing was only invented in any way at all in the late 1970s. And for many years, that was a very slow and laborious task and there was absolutely no way we could even Think about sequencing the whole human genome. It was only in the 1990s when sequencing started to become quite automated that we could consider doing that. And even then it was an absolutely gargantuan worldwide effort to get the whole human genome sequence. That's just the sequence of one individual essentially. Since then methods have got even quicker and now we can sequence whole genomes of individuals in a day. And we can do many of those at the same time. And the difficulty really nowadays is not doing that sequencing. It's storing all the information and working out what we do with all that information afterwards.
0: Okay, just to go back a bit, to sequence a whole genome, what is exactly entailed in that? Is this just a blood sample from a participant?
1: Yeah. So if we are simply sequencing, if you like, the normal genome of an individual, we can do that from blood although red blood cells don't have DNA and then white blood cells do, and there's enough DNA from a tiny drop of blood to provide us with enough DNA to sequence it. If we want to sequence someone who has cancer, then we need to sequence the DNA that comes from the tumour itself because cancer involves many changes in the genome. And so for cancer, we need to compare the genome from the tumour with the DNA from the normal blood of that individual.
0: You've mentioned that there are some benefits to whole genome sequencing, such as it being quicker. Are there any limitations or challenges to whole genome sequencing?
1: So the interesting thing is that up until very recently, sequence genomes in one way, because there's only really been one platform or one machine that we've been able to use to sequence human genomes really quickly. More recently, there are new machines and new ways of sequencing. And the new ways of sequencing allow us to look at the genome in a slightly different way. It allows us to understand that as well as those Gs, As, Ts and Cs, there are other modifications or or add-ons, if you like, to DNA, which also may have an influence in disease. So as the technology changes, we are starting to learn more and more about the genome. And that's why... Genomics England, we're always looking to make sure that we're using the most up-to-date methods and that we sequence in the best way possible. But as the sequencing technologies change, it does give us the opportunity to look at new insights.
0: Do you have any idea of what these future technologies might look like?
1: Yeah, I think one of the great opportunities that we have is to start personalising the way that we test different individuals for different diseases And so I think in future, medicine will become more personalised. And with the help of having genome sequence, DNA sequence of individuals, it will allow drug and treatments to be tailored so that you get the best response for a particular individual. And I think in future, the genome and the benefits that the genome can provide will end up being closer to the patient and the patient will have more control over it. And I think that's really important because we need to empower individuals and give them the opportunity to make choices about what happens with their genome.
0: So has whole genome sequencing helped us move away from this model of one medicine fits all?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's it's helping us move away from the, the one medicine fits all model, which is, is deeply flawed. And many people respond not only really badly to medicines, but some people just don't respond optimally to a particular dose of a medicine. So there's a huge amount that that we can do to help with that. But again, in order to do that, we need to find a way of, of getting the sequence in the genome closer to the patient so that the GP, for example, can make the right choices, because that's often the level at where the choices are made in terms of treatment.
0: And can you give me an example of our whole genome sequencing has allowed the development of personalized medicine?
1: So it's still very much in its early stages. And so there are probably the most pertinent examples at the moment are more in clinical trials, where pharmaceutical companies are designing trials now, so that when they test their drug, they also have the genome sequence of the individuals that they're looking at. And that will allow them to clearly see whether there is a a different reaction based on different genome sequence. And that will allow future tailoring of medicine. So it's very much in its early stage. We don't really do much personalized medicine yet, certainly not associated with the genome. The the closest we get to personalized medicines is understanding when people are allergic to medicines, and then we don't prescribe them. But in future, that will become much more subtle and much more nuanced.
0: That was Greg Elgar explaining whole genome sequencing. If you've got any more questions on this, please email us on info at Thank you for listening.